everyone and welcome to this episode of Lights, Camera, Conversation. Today we're going to be talking about di- lots of different things in the film industry. So how we got into the film industry, we're going to be talking about some experience that we've had, like shoots that we've done abroad, some drone stuff that Byron does, mm-hmm. lots of different things. We'll also be giving some advice as well on how to get into the video production industry. So yeah, I'm Maddie and I'm joined with Byron today. Hello. <laughs> that is me. That is. Yeah. So Byron, how did you get into the video production industry? It's quite a big sort of story for me because I was very young when I wanted to be into filming. I really just wanted to be everything in the world. So I wanted to be a police officer, a fireman, um, a pilot. I wanted to do everything. And unfortunately in life, you can't do everything. So I decided if I do film, then I can make films where I am anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously it's not gone into that, but that's how I originally kind of got into filming. And after that I thought, yeah, let's do it in high school and then let's do it in college. I did media studies, film studies and photography in college. Oh wow. Yeah. And then got some decent grades and then went to university and did filmmaking. And then since then after uni, I've been working here at Shop Boss Media. Very nice. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of similar to me, but I was kind of like on the acting side of things. So I did a lot of like drama and acting and musical theatre like growing up. Um, So I did lots of like outside of school classes and things like that. Um, And then I got into like a film academy, but we mainly did like screen acting. Um, But I kind of decided, like we got to kind of do like directing and script writing and like stuff behind the camera as well. And I kind of got more into that than like um, the acting stuff. Um, so then, yeah, at sixth form, I chose media studies and like a lot of that was very practical. So we made lots of like music videos and short films mm-hmm. and things. Um, and we learned like a lot about like camera shots and, and that kind of thing. So that kind of led me to then choosing to do film at uni. Um, and yeah, now I'm working, well, I work in marketing for Shop Blast Media, but yeah, it's very, you know, I get to see a lot of like practical stuff mm-hmm. here as well. Like I get to go on the shoots and things, do some like behind the scenes, do lots of editing, things like that. So it's definitely like, this is definitely what I wanted to do, so. Yeah, you've been on quite a few shoots now, haven't you, with us? I have, yeah. yeah I've more this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be more to come as well. So what did you do in media studies? Because we both did it, but at yeah. a different time. Yeah, it might have been different. Um, we learnt like a lot about like representation in films mm-hmm. um, and like general media, so like newspapers and TV and things as mm-hmm. well. Um, so that was like a lot of the course. And then we did like a lot of coursework. So like I remember making a music video at one point. Oh yeah, we did music videos. Yeah, yeah we did. I think we did. We must have done a short film. Yeah, we did. I did. Um, we can make like an intro to a film. So I think we did an intro to like a police detective show, um, which was actually really good. It was quite funny because we we all like acted in it as well. So it ends up being quite funny. That seems Um, so much different to what we did. We did do any filming. Right. As was all like newspapers and magazines. It was all sort of writing. And then film studies was all about films and creating things, which is one of my favourite things to do. So... Mm. Yeah, that's so much different. Well, we had... So you could choose media... Well, you could do both, but mm-hmm. there was a media A-level and film film A-level. But I looked up both the syllabuses and the media one 
was actually more practical. So I was like, right. I want to do that rather than like the film studies one was just about studying film. Like mm-hmm. it was just about the writing stuff, but the media one was like a lot of practical things. So that's why I chose that one. That's so interesting. Yeah, mine were the complete opposite. Media was all paperwork. Yeah. Film was all making things. So yeah, that's, that's bizarre. Yeah, that is weird. It, I mean, it must have just been like complete different courses yeah. or something. But yeah. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to someone looking to come into the video production industry? Oh, there's so much stuff I could give right now. Um, you see, I I was I was lucky in a way where I pushed myself forward. So when I was sixteen, I applied. In fact, I was looking at everything for apprenticeships and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I found this advert online for a school called Pauline Quirk Academy. If you've heard of them. Um, and we, and basically a year later, I got an email from the principal saying, can you come and be a teaching assistant? And I thought, oh, I don't really want to do it, mm. but I did it because I needed a job at the time. And five years later, I was still there. Um, and because of that, I met David, who you all know. And then David kind of connected me with Lossie. And then I got this job. So one of my biggest sort of things I would say is push yourself to do things you might not want to do because that little thing might lead to a big job in the future, which is exactly what happened to me. So that's my biggest advice. But what about you? Yeah, it's kind of like... It's, it's difficult in this industry because it is a lot of, like, who you know. Like, if you never mm-hmm. met David, you wouldn't have been working Exactly, you yeah. wouldn't You wouldn't yeah. have this job. Like, I don't yeah. know what you'd be doing, but no, do you know what either. I mean? Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here. So it is a lot about, like, who you know in this industry. Like, I just applied to the job, like, on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got this job. Um, so it wasn't who I know. Yeah, I was in, I was in other roles. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very lucky because I got um, a year in industry doing marketing um, and that led me on to getting a job even before I graduated. They took me on part time, um, like on a permanent contract. Um, so I was very lucky in that respect because of that experience that I had before. So it's kind of, I would just say, get as much experience as possible, even if it's like, I don't want to say it, but even if it's not paid, even if it's like a student film or like helping a friend make something or doing a YouTube video or like just getting any experience is like the key to getting in this industry because you want to you want to be able to show like what you've done um and I know that like like being creative as well like when you're applying to jobs do something different so Lottie asked me when I was applying to the job to do um to make a video of myself like saying why I want the job and why they should hire me basically mm-hmm. and what I did was made a TikTok video so I added in like all the TikTok, you know, like effects and things. And they were like, that's really creative. No one else has done mm-hmm. that. That's something that no one else has done. And it shows that she can use TikTok. So, mm-hmm. you know, just like try and be as creative as possible. Like that's what, that's what people are looking mm-hmm. for in this, in this industry. One thing I would say is whenever you're applying for jobs, always read the brief. Because there might be something little in that brief that you have to do, such as the video for Maddie. And for me, it was a bit different, but it was like right in the subject heading that this is what I want you to do. And you'd be surprised how many people don't read the brief and that's all you need to do. That's that's a big test. Obviously with different companies, it's a bit different, but that's a big test. And that's, you know, you need to do that. Yeah, definitely. Like sometimes you might see something at the end that's like, oh, to apply, email this 
yeah email this person but if you don't if you don't read to the end you won't see that and you know you'll apply just straight through LinkedIn or whatever mm -hmm. but yeah make sure you read everything because that's how it's just important it shows that mm -hmm. you're precise and you read the details and everything yeah definitely yeah how's your role kind of changed over the year that you've been here you know has it, have it has it grown have you done things differently has it just been the thing that you applied for yeah I think like it definitely has grown a lot like for example we're doing a podcast now and that mm -hmm. wasn't a thing when I started mm -hmm. um like the vlogs and things we're doing lots of those um yeah we're doing stuff like a bit differently now um yeah I mean I didn't really the role was quite like open when mm -hmm. I joined it was like oh obviously you have to do this this and this yeah. you know as most companies do but then you know just like bring in your own creative ideas as well mm. so I think that was quite nice because that's kind of what I wanted in a role like I like just being able to mm -hmm. do kind of what I think is like yeah. best for the company yeah um like marketing wise and we've had like a lot of feedback that's been really good like whenever anyone comes into the office they're like oh I've seen you do this mm -hmm. and I've seen you do that yeah. on LinkedIn yeah. and blah 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 and I'm like yeah yeah that's good that you're seeing mm -hmm. all of that so yeah the stuff we're doing is at the moment is definitely really good mm -hmm. how about you yeah well it's changed a lot I think um, when I first started it was kind of a role that was created for me as part of the subscription part of the company um, and that's just been growing for the whole year um, past couple of years that I've been here but it's like I think it's developed more that I've learned things like droning mm -hmm. that's been quite a big learning curve in the past couple of years because I've got all my licenses which there's a lot to go into that um, obviously I've got much better with the camera and We've got much better kit and, you know, you learn much more things when you're actually on the set and when you're doing things than what you sometimes do when you're learning it in college. You have to be working on the job mm -hmm. to actually get used to doing it, which I think is a really big thing in when you're growing up and you're learning how to do something, always get the kit out and learn it yourself. Don't rely on writing things down. Use the kit. And that's, I think, what has taught me a lot this past couple of years so it's good yeah definitely yeah. like the practical stuff is is like 100%. really important yeah is drone your favorite piece of kit <laughs> yes um i love getting the drone out and it's so peaceful because you can just go up into the sky <laughs> fly it and obviously safely and everything and get some beautiful shots groundwork camera stuff is still really good but you can't be taking it up and capturing everything that you can because what you find these days is everybody has a phone and everybody, you know, films things and mm -hmm. you can see it on TikTok and, and everything like that. But with drones, you can't just send your phone up. So it's like, I love getting it out, lifting it up and doing something that not many people can do out of the ordinary. I just, it, it's just great and it's peaceful. It's good. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy how, it. How did you get your drone license? Like, what's the process mm -hmm. in doing that? Um, so... You have to get like a flyer ID um, and that sort of thing online. And that's just so you can fly drones. Um, and it's all on the Gov website if you are interested in that. And then you have to get a specific license to actually fly it corporately. Um, so I did that. And to be fair, I've done a lot of drone work in the past few years, uh, past couple of years since I've got my license because I've been to um, Ireland yeah. And we had to fly right next to Dublin Airport. And that was really interesting in itself because we had to, you know, contact flight control. 
we had to call people, write forms. It was really complicated, but it's again, it's learning on the job. Yeah. And it's like we had to do all of that. Um, I've done hundreds of flights around the country, and every job's different. And I think it's really important that you just get your drone and you learn it. You learn from every single shoot that you do. It's great. It's yeah, great. just be careful to like research what you're yes. doing first because you know yeah. it's easy enough to be like, yeah, I'm buying a drone, I'm buying a little mm-hmm. drone, it's fine, I can fly it wherever I want. But that's not the case. Like, no. there are even if yeah. you own like a tiny drone, there's yeah. still like loads of regulations that you have to follow, which is like. Yeah. I suppose the confusing part of it is, like yeah. drone work, mm-hmm. you know, you could you can't fly near an airport, you can't no. fly near like anything, you can't fly over roads, things no. like that. Like no. it's, it can be quite dangerous if you do exactly, like if yeah. your drone breaks, you know, halfway through a uh, flight, like yeah. it falls on a car yeah. or something. And it happens. Like, yeah, it does happen. But you know what? It's not like you can't fly in these places. It just need, means you need to get the right regulations mm-hmm. and and it's like traffic control. It was right next to the airport. They're, they're really lovely and they help you out so you can fly wherever you want but just get just do a simple call get used to it and then it, as easy as that you can fly wherever you want just get the right permissions and that's that's pretty much it on drone work it's it's pretty simple yeah you mentioned um like filming in ireland mm-hmm. have yeah. you done like a lot of filming abroad um now we have done we've done one in france which was really good i mean everyone talks about um, abroad shoots been oh you're so so lucky to be able to go and yeah. oh you go into another country and you'll have a few days to just explore it but it's not like that it's really exciting it's really fun yeah um, obviously France was really good uh, Ireland was really good but the really hard work like you work all day you, you might have a, a bit of break in the afternoon but you know you're working all day you're travelling all day it's tiring but it's fun at the same time so it's not all fun. It's yeah. not all fun and games. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like going on holiday, but you don't have any holiday. Yeah. You just have to work. I know, so. yeah. <laughs> you do think that. When you're going on them, you're like, oh, yeah, I can I can explore a little bit. I can, I, I mean, I'm obsessed with magnets. <laughs> I always collect magnets wherever I go. So I've got one from France, got one from Ireland. How many um, magnets have you got oh all together, Byron? That could be another podcast could, that I could just go through on my magnets. Um, I've probably got around 200 magnets from different cities, countries, theme parks. Um, I've got loads, but um, that's a lot of magnets. It is, yeah. it is. Um, but back to the <laughs> the actually shooting abroad. Yeah, we've done a few we're all around the country though as well. Like Scotland, yeah. we've done that this month and last month. Wales, you know, we're all over. And yeah, that's what's good. But yeah, magnets, magnets come before anything. If you know, if you know, you're gonna see Byron and you've been somewhere that sells <laughs> magnets. Buy him a magnet, all right. Yeah, just post him some magnets. <laughs> that's how to make him happy. <laughs> Just, just magnets, magnets all over. Eventually, I'm gonna have magnets all around a room. It's not gonna be wallpaper. It's gonna be magnets. Right. Okay. Is that the? Is that the? What you're trying to get to? Is that the goal? That's a dream. Right. Yeah, okay. Just magnets all over. No one's gonna smash them. Yeah. How does um the film industry, the video production industry, differ from what you kind of thought it would be like? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we don't work for like the BBC, mm-hmm. but like you know, this is a video production industry, even though it's a small one. We yep. do work with like a lot of big clients. So how do you think it kind of differs from what you expected? Very much so. I mean, when you're in high school and you're watching all these films, you're like, oh yeah, I want to work behind that set. Um, and it's going to be really fun and everything. Mm. And it is really fun, but the long days. And you don't realise that when you're in college and stuff, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to work behind this, this set and it's going to be fine. But they are long days. I mean, I went on a shoot once that was 16 hours 
oh and we didn't we stopped for like 30 minutes to have mm. a little break but do you know what them sort of days you're full of adrenaline and you just you just get on with it and the result at the end is really good like you can get back you can edit it watch it through and you're like yeah those 16 hours was totally worth it but it's also it's not just films it's adverts and social media all of this sort of stuff is really is, is as important as yeah. working for Netflix because yeah you know these companies you, you do health and safety videos as well you learn a lot mm-hmm. and five years ago I did not think I would be learning how to operate like a big dump truck mm. in a quarry like it's it's so interesting and you're learning something new every week and it's like it's not just turning up with a camera and saying oh do this do that it's you're learning about their lives and you get really passionate about a lot of things that you would never dream about it. But what, what, you've been on a few now. Yeah, I was going to say, like you said, oh, it's really exhausting. <laughs> it is. Like whenever I go on a film shoot with them, I'm like, by the end of the day, I'm like, oh my God, that is just, <laughs> I'm exhausted now. Because yeah. you're like, you're like standing up for the whole mm-hmm. day, holding cameras, mm-hmm. holding heavy equipment, having to drag heavy equipment yeah. around, like sights and things, oh, like, holding a light. I'm normally like a light stand in some films, <laughs> like me in the background with a light. Yeah, like plenty of photos. Hurts your arms, it does. It does. like it is exhausting um Mm -hmm. and like yeah obviously they are quite long days depending on what you're doing obviously the subscription shoots are you know between like three or four or five Mm -hmm. hours but like other shoots like i did the health and safety one was it a health safety video recently we we worked with card factory recently Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and yeah i was a light stand for that one (laughs) And just yeah. having to like walk around all day in like because you're wearing like the heavy safety boots yeah, as well, so then your it. legs hurt as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, by the end of the day, you're like, yeah, I just want my bed. <laughs> you are, you, and do you know what? You cannot be getting home from a shoot and laying down on that bed, and your back just cracking, yeah. <laughs> and you just put a film on. Like you, you're working with film, and then you just want to go home and put a film on. And I think that's big in the industry. It's like everywhere you go, people are watching films. Like. Mm-hmm. I went home the other day and my nephew was sat watching Moana. And it's like, from when you're born to when you, you know, you get older, you're watching films. And I think it's so important that, you know, you, you learn that. So it's good. Yeah, I mean, people sit on their phones scrolling, like, the mm-hmm. whole day. Like, what do you do oh, at the weekend? God, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You lay in bed and you watch TikTok yeah. all day. Like, yeah. people, video is such an important part of, like, these 100%. generations now that like you can't escape it there's no way mm-hmm. of escaping videos everywhere even on like billboards and things mm-hmm. now have video on them yeah like, it's everywhere. vr it's you know ai like all mm-hmm. of this stuff it's it's super important mm-hmm. and like this is why businesses kind of need a video strategy mm-hmm. and like need video campaigns um because it's everywhere and that's how people learn information that's how people yeah. find out about things it's video 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 it's how people are engaged as well people don't want to just see a photo these days yeah um, but it's also what goes through on a film. Like, it's not just turning up with a camera, is it? It's, mm-hmm. I mean, today we've got, like, four lights lighting us. But yeah. normally you'd think, oh, just just a light. There's so much to go into filming that some people don't realise how much stuff you have to do to, to, to do something. Even, like, a big reflector. Mm-hmm. I mean, that hurts your arms in itself. Yeah. But that's another thing what, that you have to learn. And so much stuff that goes into filmmaking. It's, it's great. It's a great industry to be in. Yeah. 
even now I have to if I'm setting up a camera I have to get someone to come and check it just yeah. in case I'm not yeah. set it up right you yeah. know I've been here a year and I still have to like ask for advice about <laughs> like how to set up a camera how, to, how do I use this tripod how do I put the light on the stand yeah. like it's all it's learning mm-hmm. stuff every day like even if in editing like I'll edit something and like someone will be like oh but you could do this do this and, oh yeah mm-hmm. that's a good idea like mm-hmm. you're always there's always like new ideas and mm-hmm. and different things to do like all the time exactly Even David, who I'm learning from constantly, asks questions and it's like, I might know the answer to something that he doesn't because everyone does something in a different way, but Mm -hmm. you get a similar result. But as long as you're doing it right and you're getting a good result, everywhere is kind of right. So it's a really good industry, fun to be in. And yeah, it's totally different. How does the kind of video stuff you do now Mm -hmm. differ from... I don't know if it was your first film, but your grad, your grad film, oh, your student gosh. film. <laughs> so I watched his student film today um, in preparation for this podcast. Yeah. I thought it was actually really good. It was good. kind of like, it, it made me smile a bit. Good. Like, it was, it was a good film. I'll put it in the link if anyone wants to watch it, the link below. Um, so yeah, how do you think you've kind of progressed from doing that film? Yeah, it's weird because the film itself is really good. I mean, I was the DOP of the film, which is quite a big role. But it's What does that mean for people who don't know DOP? DOP is a director of photography. Now, it's the ones that control the shots and everything, but, you know, with a student film, it's like everyone has that role to play, and the director was really good at it as well. And, you know, it, it was an alright film. It had a good story. Mm-hmm. It was alright, but... It was very experimental, very rushed. You know, we had three um, Sony cameras, the little ones, and we just went round and just filmed it really rushed. And if I went to go back and do it again, mm-hmm. the white balance would be changed because that's a big thing. And I had all these little things that I've learned in a year, you know, angles and how to shoot someone, just things that you pick up doing it every single day. Like white balance, um, cropping it, even the editing. I mean, I wasn't part of the editing, but I could have assisted that with, with the things that I've learned now. Yeah. I mean, you have to watch it to kind of realise what it is. Um, but there's a lot that I've changed by it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Even, like, directing people, the actors, yeah. differently and things like that. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like... Is it all handheld or is there... Is it's there all handheld. All handheld, yeah. yeah. It's very... If you watch it, it's very, like... Bumpy. Yes, you need a sick bucket if you want to watch it. I mean, it's, it's great. It's, um, we, we do often watch it with the, the little friends that I made it with, and it's good. You know, it's, it brings back some good memories. Yeah. And another thing that I really like about film is you can re-watch your stuff all the time, and it's like, it takes you back to, like, oh, my God, like, mm. that was such a while ago, and it was really, really good memories, and you meet some good people. So that's like yeah. an 18-minute film. Mm-hmm. How long did that take you to film? Uh, that was filmed over four days. Was it? Yeah. Because, so f- like, you just... I think this is... A lot of people don't realise mm-hmm. how long it actually takes mm-hmm. to get 18 minutes of decent footage. Mm-hmm. Like, four days, but the, you you would think maybe it was done over a day. Like, the actors mm-hmm. wearing the same thing. Like, you just... I mean, this is with any film, like, you know, mm-hmm. Hollywood films. Yeah. You just... You don't understand how long, like, a scene takes to film. Like, oh, days yeah. and days. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, it took four days to film. Yeah. But about six months to prepare. Six months. Like if you if you go from like pre production to post production mm-hmm. to get the edit right, to get everyone to approve it, 
you know, to write the scripts, to get all the team together. Yeah. From when we started that in our, un- our uni course, it's probably taken about six months. And when you watch it, you're like, oh, it's just a student film. It is, but it still took a long mm. time. Which, again, it's just filmmaking. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't seen yours. You made a film, didn't you? Well, I did, um, I don't know if you have seen it. It was a, I did an animation, a Bond, it was about a Bond film. Right. I made, like, the opening, like, title sequence to a Bond film. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I think Lottie and David have watched it. I'm gonna have I think to watch. They were quite impressed. Yeah. But, but I watch it back now and I'm like, this is so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I could do so you much do. better. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. You're just learning all the time. Like even stuff that I maybe did at the beginning of work, I think the more you do it, the more you learn, the more you think you can do a much better job at it. Yeah. And the thing with filmmaking is it's never perfect. Even things that everyone thinks is perfect, you're gonna still look back at it and think, oh. Could have just done one more shot. I could have just done one more bit of this, and it's never going to be perfect in your yeah. own head. So never feel down about a film that you've done because everyone else is going to love it, but you're just going to judge your work a lot more harshly than what you should do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was good. We talked about a lot of stuff. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast, so Byron. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you for asking me questions and seeing how it goes yeah i hope you've learned some things about me yeah definitely have uh thanks for listening everybody um hope you have a nice time watching this and check out our other lights camera conversation podcasts Mm -hmm. and if you've made it this far comment down below whose film is better if you've watched both of them or put them in the link (laughs) okay see you later bye (laughs) i did have something in my head and then it just went so i'm like films <laughs> yeah i saw you looked, you looked forward and then you didn't say anything and I, was like, I was like what's he gonna say um, i totally had a a mind blower I, I don't know what i'm gonna say now but i said right i thought you were gonna say something funny like comment like whose haircut's better or like some shit it like was that. gonna be something like that i can't remember what it was there. and i'm like um <laughs> yeah if we do that bit comment whose hair's better because we've been moaning about that all day it's gonna be mine though